Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to In the Barber Zone with your man Chavez right here on Barber Zone Radio, BarberZoneRadio.com, and BlockTalkRadio.com slash Barber Zone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's time to come get your head right in the Barber Zone. So I thank you for joining the show. Hey, it's always an honor to jump on the show and, 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 and share myself and share the things that I go through and all of that with you guys. So I thank you again. Hopefully you had a great day. So, all right, y'all, y'all know this season, what time it is. This is, you know, for the past six months since March, we've been dealing with the coronavirus, you know, the whole COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, me being self-employed in the barber and the beauty and um, hair industry, you know, we were shut down for a little bit. But now, you know, we're back up, uh, not full capacity, but we're back up, um, you know, cutting and servicing clients and making people look good and feel good and do the things that we do all day, every day. So um, it's a great time to talk about it. Let's talk about how COVID-19 affected the hair industry. So that's the topic of the day, y'all. You're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez, a moment right here, and we're talking about how COVID-19 affected the hair business. So um, I appreciate you listening. A um, few ways you can listen is barberzoneradio.com. Go there. It takes you to the page. You can click right on there. You listen to the show, or you can go to blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. Same link. Hit the uh, hit the um, on air or listen now button, and you can listen to the show right now. Or, you know, if you're on your you know Facebook page, you know, go to the Barbazone Radio Facebook page. We're there. Just click the show, and it'll take you right here to where you need to be. If you want to tap into the show, you know, maybe express your opinion, say a couple things. You can call in nine one four two zero five. Five three seven four. That's nine one four two zero five five three seven four. So, yeah, um, we're here. It's Wednesday Hump Day. Um, that's look like it's going to be the day for the show here. You know, we were off a little bit. Pandemic um, got to me a little bit, and all this, you know, racism and and the craziness going on in the country, the whole Brianna, Brianna Taylor situation and all of that. So George Foster, the whole everything. Um, you know, it's just it's just you know got got to me, and you know, a show really wasn't really wasn't what I was trying to do. You know, I was just trying to focus on being positive, and you know, I didn't think about doing the show, y'all. So forgive me, but we're back. So we're going to keep it moving, get your head right in the barber zone with your man Chavez talking about COVID-19, the pandemic. How has it affected 
the hair industry? How has it affected my barbers, my stylists, my makeup artists, my estheticians, you know, all my self-employed people that, that love the hair, the barber, and the beauty business? How has it affected your business? Has it affected it, you know, in a positive way, a negative way? You know, did it did it make you fall back and take some time and, and, and look into yourself and restructure your business? You know, what did it do? How did it affect you? You know, that's what we're talking about here on the show. So you call in the number 914-205-5374. Just press 1 and let me know that, that you want to express your opinion, that you want to tap into this topic that we have tonight about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it affected the hair uh, industry. So um, with myself being here in Ohio, this was, you know, Ohio was like in the forefront of shutting everything down and and trying to be precautious and and putting the stay-at-home orders in place and masking up and all of that stuff. So um, our governor kind of had us on the forefront of that. So we were one of the first ones to shut down. We actually shut down on... um, excuse me, March 13th, it was a Thursday, came on the air and said, as of tomorrow, uh, 9 o'clock, the barber and the beauty industry will be shut down, the Department of Cosmetology um, the Cosmo- Board, everything was shut down in the state of Ohio. And we were shut down until the end of June. So nice little... Nice little period. So um, during that time, there was no cutting hair. You know, we saw it on the Internet because there was a lot of states that soon came to follow with the shutdown of of the barber and the beauty industry. So we saw a lot of individuals scrambling back and forth, what we're going to do. It was a thing going back and forth about, you know, um, doing home cuts, you know, cutting outside the barber shop and, you know, going to people's houses and cut. Um, we're talking about that. And, you know, we had things back and forth, whether whether um, individuals should have to pay booth rent while we were shut down, you know, the whole, um, the whole stimulus check and, you know, pandemic relief and unemployment. And, you know, we had all of that going, you know. So it was a lot of things that went on when we shut down. So it it, it affected the business in in a way that our, our our industry had never been affected. There had never been a time when the barber and the beauty industry was shut down. I mean, totally shut down. No cutting at all. Not at all. There's no time in history where that's happening because usually when – when tragedy or situations happen in our country, the place people go and turn to is their barber and their stylist to talk about what's going on. That's where we disseminate information back and forth is through, you know, the the, the, the community barber shop and beauty shop. But that was taken away for like over 90 days. Uh, so that's something in history it never had before. So it had a lot of individuals in a position that they had never experienced in being unemployed and not being able to use the talents that God had given them. So it had, you know, it scrambled us for a little bit. So um, it caused, it, it caused us 
independent business owners to reflect and look at our business structure. You know, did we have did we have savings? You know, did we have insurance? Did we have things in place to allow us to sustain ourselves during a unprecedented shutdown like that? Did we have multiple streams of income to fall back on? Um, were you able to reinvent yourself through this through online uh, uh, online learning or, or, or the online presence through Zoom calls or whatever it may be? What you know? What did it make you change about yourself? You know, a lot of individuals found a lot of things about themselves that they didn't like, but then you also have people that found things about themselves that they did like, and they were able to tap to tap into. And they were able to rise during this time. Um, like myself, I wasn't going around um, cutting anybody's hair. I wasn't uh, endangering myself or the lives of others by going and, and cutting hair in people's house outside of a shop. No, that was something I didn't do. Um, you know, I stayed prayerful and I fell back on, you know, some other sources of income that I had and also the savings that I had. And then, you know, the, the, the blessings that I received from my clientele and like, you know, like my, my, my pastor, other things that, that helped me get through financially. But I can say it was a day, there was never a day that I went without food in my refrigerator or gas in my car or, you know, my lights being shut down. So because of some of the preparations that I had done, along my long career. So that was some things that was able to help me along and keep me afloat during this time because, you know, this time was something that we had never, ever, ever been through. You know, I saw individuals who were on, on online on social media, you know, they were doing $100 haircuts and this and celebrity barber this and celebrity stylists and the makeup artists and all of that. But then I seen them complaining about not getting a stimulus check. I've seen them playing, complaining about paying booth rent or making, you know, complaining about other things that had to do with financial situations. But when, you know, it, all that came up, it was a little different. So, but, you know, it caused individuals to look at themselves in a different way. So, um, and everybody handled it, had to handle the situation in their own way because this situation hit each individual differently. So there was not really a cookie cut away to say, you know, handle it this way or that way. You could just have to take um, pieces from individuals, what they were doing and, um, you know, do what's best for you. So you were able to get through this situation. Now that we're here, we're on the other side, we can look back and say, I'm, I would have did this different or maybe I would have done that different. But in the end, we still made it. We're here. So now we can talk about how we got through and how, how, the shutdown is affecting our industry. Is it going to be business as usual, or are we going to change some of the ways that we practice our businesses? You know, we had to we had to come back, and there were um, criteria and things that we had to do in order to open back up the barbershop. You know, the PPE and the mask and the gloves and the social distancing and not having the group gatherings in the barbershop like we were traditionally used to, um, you know, 
the the contact tracing, you know, having to go to appointment only. So we knew who was in the shop. If there was ever a breakout, you would know who was in the shop at a certain time because you had your appointment book, and that could be referred to. So there was some different changes that have gone on in the barbershop that may continue um, because of procedure or may be continued because they were good practices. So, but things are changing and have changed in the barbershop, you know, as far as, like, my workload is less is, is at 50% of what it was. But in adjustment, I, I raised my prices. So things balanced out a little bit. So it's something new. But, y'all, you're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez, right here at Barber Zone Radio, barberzoneradio.com. Blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. You're here, and we're talking about how the COVID-19 pandemic affected the hair business. I see we got a few people on the line. I see we got called and tapped into the show. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But if you want to join us, call in, and you want to share your experience with uh, the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic and how it may have affected your barber or your beauty industry, I mean your barber beauty business, you know, call 914-205-5374. And once you call in, you can press 1. It'll let me know that, you know, you want to share your opinion, you want to share your experience, and then we'll get you on and we can talk about what's going on tonight. Hey, I just thank you all for uh, tapping in, coming to get your head right in the barber zone with your man, Chavez. So uh, we got a couple people on the line, so we're going to go here in a second. Let me see here. Going back and forth here, but yeah, so it 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 was just funny because myself, you know, it 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 made me fall back and you know go back to some things that I hadn't completed, some projects that I had started, some ideas that I had that you know I had written down, but I never had, had, had put forward. So, um, like one thing. If you guys follow me on social media, you're probably seeing that I'm doing a mobile barbershop. During this time, you know, from talking to my clients and things like that, seeing the things that were going on, well, it was something that was already in my head a few years ago, but because of the way the laws were set up here in Ohio, it wasn't able to be done. But um, when this happened, it just, you know, it just hit me in the head, boom. Mobile barbershop. You could go around and service people in a non-traditional way. So I went and purchased a uh, Coda Mainstream bus, which is our rapid transit here, and it's the little buses. It's the ones, the smaller buses that um, go pick up the disabled and um, senior citizens and things like that. Has a wheelchair ramp in it. So I purchased one of those. And I'm in the process of remodeling it, and it's going to be a mobile barbershop so I could go around and service clients in different capacities, whether it may be um, senior citizen homes, group homes, disability homes, whatever it may be, to be able to take care of that clientele. And then also uh, my initial reason for doing it was uh, to be able to get to the individual that couldn't get out for lunch from their job to get a haircut. So the businessman or woman that needed to get a haircut but wasn't able to get out, you know, be able to go to their office or whatever it may be. So but now the pandemic came and it switched, you know, switched a little bit. So 
that's the focus in, in, in making a mobile barbershop where it'll still be sanitary. It'll just be me and the individual uh, on the bus, on the unit cutting, talking. You know, I'll use it for some mental health things also. But that was one thing. It caused me to fall back and think outside the box on a way that I could still be effective in this industry. So that's one. So enough of me. Got a couple people on here. So the way we do it here in the Barber Zone, if uh, when you're ready to say something, press 1 and get you tapped in so you can express your opinion. You know, we can dialogue a little bit about the topic and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll go two or three deep, get a few individuals on here. So, But the way it works, I'm going to call out your um, – I'm going to call out your area code and then the first few numbers of your uh, of your phone number. I ain't going to give you a whole math out, but I'll just do I'll just do a little bit. And so, all right, we got a caller coming in. I already know who this is. You know, this is love right here. Coming with the 267-230. Let's see. Clipper Cut Queen, Mr. Vita Berry. Welcome What's to the Barber Zone. up, Chavez, and everybody in the Barber Zone? How are you today? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. How are you? Fabulous. I'm loving this conversation. This yeah. is a dialogue that is so well needed. Um, it's a dialogue that is so well needed because when the pandemic hit, it kind of cracked us across the head in a way that we had never experienced, you know. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll just say in my in my 30-plus years of uh, cutting hair, I never experienced anything that was similar. But one thing that I'm so grateful for, and I thank my esteemed educators from Wilfred Beauty Academy since <laughs> 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 uh, Mr. Cadillac, God bless his soul, and Miss Sylvia. These two used to preach retail. And I didn't understand mm-hmm. it when I was in school, when my, when my instructor told me that retail should be at least 70% of your income. I said, what? I'm cutting hair. I'm getting mm-hmm. it in. I'm making money. You know what I mean? How that's going to work out? But guess what? Over the years, I've learned because I incorporated retail in my, you know, in my work regimen. And yeah. uh, it's not something that I had just started. It's something that I've then started, and then as a result, you know, I began to have my own product and stuff. So the multiple streams of income, including retail, is what really, really held me over. Not just held me over, kept me strong, because even if I'm not cutting hair, people still need to be groomed, and they still need to be fresh, and they still need products. And um, the products never stopped. It only got, it only increased. So that was a blessing in disguise that I wasn't ready for. 
and I learned something about myself. I always thought that I was an extrovert because I'm, you know, I'm real social and but I'm going to tell you something. I learned that I am an introvert extrovert, meaning I <laughs> love it that it ain't a whole bunch of people crowding my space all day long. I love this because I've been working by, I've been on an appointment schedule system for the past 10, 11 years or 12 years or so, you know. So, yes, you know, I mean strictly appointments for at least the past 10 years. You know, um, so that's been my, my forte for a long time, and I fell in love with it because I already know what I'm going to get. I already know what I'm going to do. It gives me time to even, you know, work the retail, the people buy products when they get their hair cut because they still want to maintain their skin and all this kind of thing. Let me tell you, I, I love the appointment scheduling system. And now yep. that everybody was forced to do it, I love it. I love it just the way it is. You know, we still get the key key a little bit, but it ain't overcrowded. And then you don't have, you know, it kind of cuts down. It kind of cuts down the whole ratchet thing, too, because sometimes folks get ratchet, you know, when there's too many of them. They get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. It, and I don't it, really it, like nobody it, it, getting too comfortable It gets a little bit... Uh, uh, out of control, get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it, it gets to be like that. But, yeah. And, and see, that's, and, and that's funny because, you know, it had us doing the Zoom calls, and I, I did the call, and, and, and you blessed us, and you was on there, and now we're here some months later talking mm-hmm. about, you know, what what we had to change up in, in our, you know, in the way we handle business, in the way, you know, we communicated. And the one thing that, like like you say, that helped me was the retail, because yeah. I had, you know, I had the products, I, I had the shampoo and all of that and everything, because brothers brothers couldn't get haircuts, but they still needed shampoo, and, yep. and now brothers couldn't <laughs> shave and they couldn't get they they weekly shave, so now they're growing beards, so now they need beard wash mm-hmm. and beard balm and. You know, for from where they the stuff wasn't right. Now they got bumped from where they've been shaving themselves. So now they got to come get some kitty kitty from me or something. So it was right. it was it was good <laughs> that you know they had to come they had to come and get them products that have been sitting there all them times. But now you had a brother that never had an afro. Now he got an afro. So now he need, mm-hmm. now he needs the, the the real good shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. So that was great. But here. Here's a flip side. Now that we're not having shows, now that we're not able to get with the manufacturers and the wholesalers that like we were able to, now it's this time when we back up moving, and now my products is getting low because I'm not able to get the products because of the pandemic. People aren't able to manufacture stuff. So prime example, barbicide. Who would ever think we wouldn't be able to get barbicide? Right. You can't get barbicide right now. It was the yeah. number one thing. They're giving you us know, certificates, now, but they ain't giving talk- us the product. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So, so it was good yeah. that, you know, now it educated everybody in the sanitation and, and, and barbicide is becoming more prominent and, and sanitation and disinfection and all of that is becoming more product, you know, uh, prominent. 
in our industry, which it was already in Ohio, but it's coming across the board. But now it's hard to get the products <laughs> because they can't right. manufacture them or manufacture them fast enough. So that that's a good thing. But it did it, it did cause people to have to look at another option, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. another stream of income. I, 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 I see we got my brother uh, John tapped in. We can get him on, on the line. So it, 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 because he came up with with, with something great doing. Uh, during the pandemic that uh we utilized a little bit and I I'm gonna let him tap into it, you know, with the with the with the whole um gift card situation. So it was just uh-huh. people had to people had to do different things to uh you know, to make income and, and make it keep moving. So but one thing it did, it made us stronger. It made us like like like, like us like like us OGs, it made us OGs going back to what our instructors told us in school. Right. Stuff like that. Like yeah, like you said, like you said, that they, they used to talk about that retail. Shaddy used to tell us about the retail. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and, and and it made it made people show it made people get more organized who weren't organized. It made individuals who weren't already on an appointment system. And what I used to tell people was one 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 positive about an appointment system is that it creates you a client database. So in a situation like this, exactly. now you had your client database that you could email or you could text them. But if you've been writing stuff on a piece of paper and just you know homeboy handshaking a, a, a brother. Now you don't got his information. You've been knowing him 10 years, but you don't have his information. You didn't know how to contact him and tell him that now you're going to an appointment system because the governor is making y'all do that in order for him to get a haircut. So now people were scrambling to be able to get in contact with their clientele. So right. it's just them, them small things like that that if, you know, our industry was was more cohesive and 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 on the continual education and the growth in our industry through technology and all of that, more more of our industry would have already been on appointment style system instead of just the old school way of just walking into the shop and sitting down and saying I'm next. Yo, who right. you got next? You got me. All right, you know what I mean? Okay, all right. I'll be right back. I'm about to go run and get some wings. You got what? About twenty, thirty minutes? But you got about an hour. All right, I'll be back in an hour. That right there, that that barbershop as we knew it is gone. Now you have to be not just a barber, you have to be a business professional in order to survive stuff like this. This show the business professionals. So but yeah, enough of me. You know, we got my sister, the Vita Berry, the Clipper Cut Queen on here. Um, I got my man. He coming up. We, we about to get him in and 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 have him drop some jewels on us. But y'all, y'all in bar in, in the in the barber zone with your man Shavir's moment right here. Barber zone radio. Barberzoneradio.com. Find us at blogtalkradio.com/slash barberzone, or just you know hit us on Facebook, the Barber Zone Radio Facebook page. Yo, we talking about the COVID nineteen pandemic's effect on the hair industry, you know, barbers, stylists, makeup artists, estheticians, you know, the, the, all of them, everybody, nail techs, anybody that's in our industry that was affected 
Let's talk about that thing right here in the Barber Zone. And if you want to tap in, call 914-205-5374. Let me know. I'll see a number here. Hit one. It lets me know that you want to say something. So and then we'll get you on the line. But without further ado, from the 703, got the brother right here. My man, John Hall. Welcome to the Barber Zone. Good brother. How are you doing this evening? Good, good. Oh, everything you know beautiful, how you sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Here, listen to uh, what you're talking about, what you got going on here, man. I definitely had to chime in. Yeah, man, most definitely. Hey, thank you, brother. You know, I know a, a busy brother like you. Appreciate you taking the time. And You know, we, we started on this conversation back in the Zoom calls, you know, back around the April area or whatever, and we was talking about you know, what we had to do, how long was it going to be, nobody knew anything, and we didn't know if we was going to get back in the shop, how long, you know, we was talking about the booth rent thing, people cutting out the house, you know, all of that, how was we going to survive? So now mm-hmm. we're here mm-hmm. 90 days later. So, good brother, mm-hmm. share with the people how the pandemic affected your business, you know, whether it's in a negative way, whether it was in a positive way, how did it, how did it affect you? How did it, you know, make you shift in your business area? Yeah, I'm going to tell you, um, definitely, because I had, uh, I kind of experienced this before with, um, when I had my full service salon as well back in, uh, I had opened that in, uh, 2006, and that's when we ran through, uh, you know, the little issue that we had back then as far as with the economy and things like that, so, um, that mm-hmm. time, uh, you know, I had to shut down in 2010 because I just I, I I couldn't survive. I couldn't survive as far as you know the economy, people losing their jobs, you know, people, um, you know, losing their homes and things of that sort. There, so uh, I had learned a lot from that. So this time, uh, when this happened, as far as the way I had my business structured and set up, that um, you know everything I, I was in order. You know, everything was in state. I, I was able to get the um, you know the CP CP um, payroll protection loan. I was able to get that. CCP, I was able to get the uh, EIDL, I was able to get that, so the funding from the, uh, you know, SBA and stuff that got us through. Um, there were some uh, other barbershops that were able to do the same. Uh, with that and with the uh, the barbers being able to get um, uh, unemployment um, and then, you know, some mm-hmm. of those are doing what, what we were calling pandemic cuts, you know, going out and getting that, uh, you know, getting twice, two or three times than what they were getting in the barbershop. Uh, you had a lot of barbers that did not return to the barbershop. Um, so I, I yeah. you know, since we opened back up, you know, I called around. I've, I've called around all throughout the, the United States, um, almost every state. I called around. I spoke with the barbers, uh, barbershop owners, and uh, just you know, seeing if it was just in my area that this was going on. But this is all throughout the state. A lot of barbers did not return, um, and I see that now. You know, you got some shops that. Uh, that are, you know, relying on these, you know, these barbers to be in there and this and that, and, and the barber's not there. You know, they, 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 they decided to either stay at home and cut or, you know, um, you know, jump in the suite or whatever the case may be. Um, so mm-hmm. I had to think that, you know, if you got a black business and you got a lot of people that, you know, during this time we're talking about support black business, you know, um, and how are people able to support black business if <laughs> you ain't got no employees there, you know, you ain't got no barbers there to be able to, you know, to keep the place open. So I seen that as a yes, uh, as, as an um, something that was going on there. Then two, um, it kind of deciphered and it broke out. Now you had a lot of you, you got your barbers 
and then all of a sudden that it kind of became like a, uh, uh, a uh, I don't know if it's a fad or just the kind of way we got it now that you had a lot of people that cut hair, and this kind of decipher between them. Between the ones that are barbers and those that I say they cut hair, you know the one the people that are barbers, mm-hmm. you know he's passionate behind it, you know he's in there, he, he's he's like you know like you said the OG, you know what I'm saying we've been through it all, we we do it all, we give we give that that whole experience, you know what I'm saying a barbershop experience there. The one that cut hair, you know they they're just going through the motions, and when times like this mm-hmm. come up, where you know get a little tough like that. It, it it really faded out, <laughs> you know who you had was cutting hair and who were the barbers. The barbers returned. The people that were cutting hair, they did not return to the barbershop. Um, so and that's uh, crazy. I mean, yeah, because we found found that out. I was like, wow, seeing how many people, <laughs> brother, wasn't wasn't prepared. And yeah. and and, and yeah. one thing you said was the increase of the 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 the, the increasing of the studios, the the the, the loss, and and all of those things. And you're right. It affected the the barbershop because you're like, brothers ain't going back to the barbershop. I'm about to get me a salon lost. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> prices, they were so like, uh, you know, now, you know, the cut now, the cut then went to, you know, yeah, 75, you know, sometimes $100. You know, they were charging 125 you know. <laughs> you know, and people were paying mm-hmm. because now supply and demand, you know, you there was less barbershop. There were actually no barbershops open, but the demand for the haircut was still there. So, you know, and you know, learn yep. how to business. You know, low supply, high demand, man, you can charge more. And prices go up. So, um, you know, that, that come into effect there. And then, you know, I talked to a few owners that were able to get the, uh, you know, the EIDL um, and their barbers, you know, who were, you know, uh, doing the booth rental, you know, they were kind of in their feelings because <laughs> – why the owner didn't give them a little bit of that, you know? The owner, yeah, <laughs> like, man, I, I got this, I got this to, uh, you know, be able to keep the shop open. You know, when you guys weren't here, you weren't paying, you know, any rent or anything like that. I didn't charge you any rent, but, you know, I got to still my bills still were coming in. You know, the, the the rent for this place, you know, still had to get covered. You know, I didn't get any relief on that. Mm-hmm. But, and the bar was in their feeling, you know, about that. So it's just you know it it, it kind of you know it, it it really opened up who really and I had a client who was sitting in the chair and he was telling me that um you know people they're gonna tell you what's on on their mind but they're gonna show you what's in their heart and um yes, sir. this right here really exposed you know a lot of people and and, and where they are um, definitely you know if they're if they're with you you know as far as uh, you know with your barbershop and 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 you know supporting your brand and, and your business. Versus, um, you know, if they, you know, in there for self. So that's where I kind of see it. Right? Yeah. And I see it the way, you know, things are kind of happening. Yeah. Because it, it showed the individuals that were prepared as business owners and not just cutters. Because what happened, like the scenario, like the situation you just gave, when that money came out, that was the shop for the shop owner to run the shop. And what barbers don't realize especially what these young barbers don't realize is that you're an independent business. You work under the same roof, but you're an independent business. And, and, and I was talking to some individuals. I had to explain it to them like this. The barbershop is like a mall. You've got one building, but you've got a lot of department stores in it. You know, you got Macy's and 
Foot Locker and all those different stores and the Polo Store and Gap and all of those. Each one of those businesses is a barber chair. Each one of those barber chairs is a separate business entity, but you just work in the same building. So when it comes to, to business and situations like a pandemic and pandemic relief and all of that, you have to have your business structure in order to receive those fundings or to receive that assistance. But if you're just coming in every week, cutting hair, paying your booth rent, and you don't have any business structure, when those opportunities come, you're not able to take advantage of those. And a lot of individuals didn't understand that, but they were forced to have to accept it because that was the reality. People like uh, uh, like my man T.I. say, don't mess with a brother unless he got his paperwork. So that's what happened. We had a lot of individuals that were $100 haircutters, celebrity barbers, you know, 40,000 followers on Instagram or whatever it may be, but upset mm-hmm. because they didn't receive a stimulus check mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have their business in order. So it, it, it showed a lot of individuals that as an industry, we need to step our business. We need to step our professionality up. If that's the word of professionalism. I'm sorry. We need to step our professionalism up. And we need to get our paperwork in order. See, that's, mm-hmm. and that's what happens, you know, and we've talked about this before, and I see I got my man Eric Cheeks and tapped in, so appreciate you, Cheeks. I'll get you up here next. Just press one when you're ready to say something. But, um, you see, individuals weren't prepared with their paperwork. One thing, you had a lot of individuals who hadn't done tax returns. So when they when you had to fill out for them grants or, or them loans or whatever, they asked you for your annual income. Mm-hmm. If you don't do taxes, you don't have any idea what your annual income is. And then on some of them, like uh, a couple that I applied for, they asked you for your state charter number, meaning your business mm-hmm. is registered with the state, and they asked you for your EIN or your tax identification number with the IRS. Mm-hmm. And really, those two things are really what you needed in order to complete the application. Yes, but sir. if you didn't have those two things, you weren't able to, re- to, to receive some of the funding. Like, uh, no, just to show I'm in the barber zone. I'm just about to tell you all, I just received a $10,000 grant from yep. the uh, – where I live here in, in Colum- I live in Columbus, but I work in Reynoldsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, sister, that you know, the new election, the city council is ran by three black women now, who happen who happen to be connected to somebody that I'm from college, and she came by the shop and was like, "Hey, did y'all hear about the ten thousand dollars that they're giving away for business relief funds?" Like, huh? Excuse me. She said, "Yeah." They giving away. They've got a pool of three hundred thousand dollars, and they're giving away ten thousand dollars to small businesses in the Riddlesburg area. Mm-hmm. You give mm-hmm. away ten thousand dollars. That's mm-hmm. what three thousand three hundred businesses. Somebody got to get it. Mm-hmm. So I filled yep. out the correct paperwork, submitted it. They needed some more clarification. They called me. I, I was able to answer the questions right there. 
immediately because mm-hmm. I had the documentation. I had done the preparation, answered the question. She talked to the city auditor, and then she called me back an hour later and said, uh, when can we meet so I can bring you a check? Yeah, that happened yeah, in is. like three days. I mm-hmm. mean, like literally three days. Boom. I'm like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. okay. But, you know, through that, through this whole situation, I had my paperwork in order. Right. So, you know, yeah. we, we, we hear a lot of negative stories, but we also have some positive ones. And, and I, I'm going to get my man Cheeks on here. Cheeks, if you're ready to come on, man, press the one. I want to hear what you got to say, man. But, um, John, give them, give them what you came up with. Uh, I, I, after I get my man Cheeks in here, I want you to share with yes, the sir. people what you did during the pandemic to, to, to generate revenue. So, but I got my man Eric Cheeks about to come on here, to, you know, talk about this topic a little bit. Y'all, y'all in the barber zone with your man Chavez moment right here, Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com. You can check us out at blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. Hit us up on our Facebook page, just the Barberzone Radio Facebook page. That's the name. Or you can call in right here, 914-205-5374. Y'all, tonight we're talking about how the COVID-19 pandemic affected the hair industry. We know it was some businesses that's not coming back, but it's some business that's elevated. So, you know, where are you at? So join us, tap in, and let us know how you feel. But right now, I got my man, Eric Cheeks, coming on, man. Eric Cheeks, welcome to the Barber Zone. How you doing this evening, brother? Man, just fine, Chavez. How about yourself, man? Oh, beautiful, man. Thank you for taking the time to tap in, man. Um, you know, can you, can you hear me moving pretty good, do I need to get off my Do I need to get off my headset, or can you hear me pretty good? No, you good. You good. Yep. So, yeah, Cheeks, I, I know I know you're moving and shaking, man. You've been doing your thing through the whole pandemic, you know, uh, utilizing social media to educate the people, man. So, just 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 tell tell the people how, you know, the pandemic has affected your business. You know, whether uh, it made you, you know, deep deep inside yourself, fall back and find out, recreate yourself, or you know, what it did. You know, let them know how how how. The pandemic affected Eric Cheeks. Man, um, it, it was a it was a perspective changing moment <clears throat> for myself and my team. It's a team of three of us, and uh, it was a, a moment that exposed us um, to ourselves. Um, it showed us who we were as uh, people and as businessmen. And um, if there were boxes to check, you know. Uh, Good and bad, um, we'll have some boxes checked on both sides for the good and bad, man. We missed it in some areas and some areas, like, we executed. And we were prepared, I was prepared to um, let my business die. Uh, we wouldn't have made it the third month. Um, because we're not a commission-ran barbershop, the the uh, assistance that came through our way, we weren't able to get, man, like just being candid, they sent us a thousand dollars. And we, we laughed when we got it. Um and we sent it right to uh the people that we paid least to. Um we didn't charge our barbers and I know mm-hmm. some shop owners feel different about that um but but when I said we it exposed us it, it let us know who we were 
as people, um, we were willing to let the business go before we put that pressure on our barbers because we understood the, the statistics and the numbers in our community. It's just the reality. Most people are not prepared to survive two weeks without money coming in. And um, mm-hmm. I already know that uh, a great portion of people in our community, that's, that's the lane they fall in. So we just took the heat on our back as shop owners and decided to just negotiate with the, the people we were leasing from and just fight that battle there. Let our barbers just go ahead and take we didn't even charge them, man, the last two weeks because we wanted them to take their money and take care of their families, man. Like, And I know I'm not saying mm-hmm. anybody who didn't do that is wrong. I'm just saying it showed us where we were in that moment, you know what I mean? And so um, that was a yep. great thing for us um, to see that we had that in, inside ourselves. Um, we survived and we made it. We lost six barbers um, at the end. And Shabir, check this out, man. We were on track to have our shop packed to capacity the week that they shut us down. 13 mm-hmm. barbers, max blueprint, man, they shut us down. We come back, we lose six people. So we have now bounced back, mm-hmm. and we're only looking for two more people, and we'll be at capacity. So we wasn't the storm. Um, you know, I don't want to say too much, but we wasn't the storm, and we back rolling now. Um Okay. And like yourself, we applied for we applied for grants, and um, we didn't we didn't get the grants. I filled out the paperwork, and the way they did it in Charlotte, like they let us know at the gate, like it's like a it's like a lottery almost. Like you might get picked, you might not get picked. Mm-hmm. And the other side of that thing, man, is that we just did not want a loan. We didn't want no loan, period. So we wanted to weather the storm, roll the dice. And we made it, but I know everybody couldn't make those type of moves. But we we were willing to play ball. We won. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, and the one thing is, we're all going to come out. We're we're all coming out stronger in the end. And you know the things like you did, you sacrificed for your barbers. That's that's the things that, that that's the seeds that you sow, and that's the blessings that you can receive at the end of this thing. You know. Being, being, you know, strong and steadfast and, you know, praying and, and relying that the higher power is going to take care of you, that's what that's what this faith walk is. And, you know, we all of us, we've talked before, and if, you, and if y'all are listening and y'all in this industry, y'all don't know that this is a faith walk. Being in this business, being an independent uh, being independent and working for yourself is a faith walk. I don't care how many followers, yeah. how many, how long you've been in the game. When you leave out your door in the morning, there is no guarantee that there will be anybody to come in the doors of your shop. So you have to have faith that what you've done, that your preparation that you have made will allow people and allow God to grace you that these individuals will come and partake in your services. So, that it, it, it made us look at it like that, and you know, we had people talking about that we were essential. We're essential workers. Oh, we're essential for people's vanity. We're in a vanity. We're, 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 we're in an industry that that's based off of vanity. So, yeah, we had to fall back for a little bit. <laughs> we develop ourselves. 
and not you know not yeah. based off 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 of people's vanity and based it off some humanity and things like that, Chief, and, and taking those resources and blessing the other barbers because you knew the situations that you were in that and that you had faith enough that you would be sustained through this. That's what makes us that's what makes us get through it. But you know, in that in that time, you know, you had to fall back and, and you had to re- reinvent yourself because we're not doing shows. Do. So Cheeks being being able to be, you know, know, doing shows is is out the door. Cause what Cheeks? I yeah. just seen you here in Columbus. Maybe what less than a month before the whole thing went down. Right. So yep. you know, yep. and y'all, what th- th- this has been yeah. the time. Brian Brothers would have happened. We'd had all these other shows. Nothing's happened. So what have we had to do? We, we've, we've had to reach into this, to this virtual war, world. So you know, and start educating that way, which I've seen. Yeah. What's up? Can I can I share this, man? Um, to to the other shop owners and barbers who may be listening, man. Like I don't want to dismiss or discount anybody who decided to charge their barber either because I'm a strong um, believer. Well, I don't even want to use the word believe. I want to say I know for a fact that there are not many absolutes in life. There are not many absolutes in life. So you you don't absolutely have to do what I did or you don't absolutely have to charge your barbers when tough times come. You know, it all depends on you. You discern in the moment and the time you're in and the people you're around. And then you make your decision. But I would like to say to the barbers that's coming up, you are, you should be prepared for a tough, tough times. And you should be willing to pay that booth rent when tough times come if you want to hold on to that chair. And, um, you know, because you are renting it and the same rules would apply to your home. You know what I'm saying? So the owners who had that mindset, I definitely think they were thinking in the right direction, but it's a case-by-case basis on if you pull the trigger on that or not. And that's why I like to teach about absolutes. It's not an absolute that it has to be one way or the other. It all depends on the time, the area, the space, and the people you're around and where they are. Uh, Personally, Yes. and I want to give honor to my wife. She had us prepared because she kicked it to me some years ago. She said, look, we got to get prepared. In case tough times come, we need, uh, what is it, three to six months of income put up in the bank. I'm on board. So when the queen speaks, I'm listening. So I'm trying to rock with the queen, you know, <laughs> the same way she tried to rock with the king. But we were prepared. So I'm just passing that down to the barbers and shop owners, man. Let's get prepared. Let's have that three to six months set aside just in case tough times come. And go vote just in case they ain't on, say, nothing else is it. Man, y'all go vote. Please. Oh, we got yeah. Right. We talk kidding. about that. Hey, 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 cheeks. You know we gonna have a show just about voting, man. I'm gonna have a show just about voting. So, but yeah, Bro, I want to make sure I'm on and, that show, and, man. Oh yeah, hey, I'm gonna let you know, yeah, because we gonna talk about that, man. Because it's it's a whole bunch going on, and, and it's some changes about to happen, and we need them to be yeah. in our way. So that that's something yeah. that's gonna affect our community in a positive way. So, But, Cheeks, one thing you said and one thing that you always talk about is the absolutes. So in yeah. these situations, the whole booth rent situation is a case-by-case basis 
because that's dependent on the type of landlord that you have. Whether Absolutely. you know whether you have whether you're, you're dealing with a leasing company, whether you're dealing with a private owner, you know whether you're dealing with somebody that owns a building and doesn't have to report to a management company. Each individual yeah. situation is going to be different because in some cases you're talking directly to the owner. You have a face-to-face relationship with the person that owns the building and the lot. Then you have the, mm-hmm. the, the, the other cases where you're dealing with a leasing agent when you have a manager that's over the the, 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 the building. But then you have the big management companies where you have to call and talk to a representative. So the response you give when, you know, you bring your case about no income because of the pandemic, because the governor has uh, forced your industry to close and now you don't have rent, yeah. it can go different ways. So you're right, Cheeks. There is no absolute hey, yo, way of we, handling we, it. We, so, we, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, man. We negotiated with our leasing agents um, to give us those two months. We ain't going to make no payments. Just relax. And once we open back up, once they give us a day to open back up, we'll make sure we pay what we didn't pay before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so they worked that out with us. You know what I'm saying? So that's the avenue we went. If they would have shut us down, then we just would have shut down. Mm-hmm. It would have been the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's, you know, yeah. we just didn't want to leave us, you know, start to chase me. Man, my, man, my barbers got kids and wives, man. That's how they make their money, man. They, you should have seen it. I'm yes, sure you've seen it. You've seen the look in these guys' eyes, man. These guys didn't know what oh, they yeah. were going to do. Yes, it was rough. They had no clue, we man, because together, we so had never been put in a situation about. like that. Absolutely. Be- because Cheeks, yeah, because Cheeks and John and DeVita, because People come into this industry because it's been a strong industry and that you can make money every day to sustain your lifestyle, whatever it is. That's why everybody want to be a barber. I'm going to be a barber and something else. But I'm going to be a barber or a stylist or a makeup artist or an esthetician or a nail tech because I know I can make money, and that's a strong industry that's not going anywhere. But then we're taken away. So, but then yeah. we we had people like my man, like like my man John Hall, who, who who was very clever during the time and finding a way to generate money. Hey John, t- uh, take a second and and just tell individuals what you did in in, in, in the route to generate income during the pandemic time with the whole uh, um, gift certificate game. <laughs> Yeah, you know when we had um when, when we got shut down at first it just man it was like wow <laughs> what do we do you know you're being told that you cannot operate you cannot work and um I had to uh, and actually I had a, one of my clients you know he kind of reached out and um you know said hey you know can we uh, can we purchase some gift cards you know as far as you know kind of get you through until you'll be able to open back up at this particular time you know the government had shut us down for they were saying for thirty days. Um, at that time. So, you know, you know how your pride kicks in and things like that, and you're like, nah, we're good, you know, we're straight. Um, then uh, I got that, once we got shut down, I'm going to say probably a couple of days later, I had that client, um, you know, he sent me an email again. 
and, uh, you know, just asked about as far as, you know, um, being able to purchase some gift cards and uh, just get us through during that time. So I said, you know what? And being the way, you know, um, I have my uh, my business set up, uh, we have a, a log of, you know, all of our clients' contact information, uh, email, uh, cell phone numbers and things of that sort. So, you know, uh, generated an email, put an email together, and uh, sent out to our, our database of clients that we have. I got got over 20,000 uh, clients, you know, within our in our database. So, you know, we sent out an email um, just saying that, you know, we are offering, uh, um, uh, you know, the gift cards where they can, you know, purchase gift cards for our future services once we open back up. And once I sent out that email, uh, I'm going to tell you, man, within within 24 hours, you know, I had, we had like about $2,500. You know, just come in, people with purchasing gift cards um, within a twenty uh, within a twenty four hour span, and uh, they they and throughout that entire week to the following week, um, clients would still respond once they open up their emails. And they were looking and seeing like that, they were responding. So, uh, you know, went out there on the uh, in the barber society, and uh, you know, pitched that to the uh, to the barbers out there, the ones that were just you know didn't know what to do. You know what's going on, so I you know I told them what to do. Uh, a couple of them hit me, and I told them how to formulate the email, what to say, uh, what to send out, how to send it out to the client. Some text, um, some some you know had some emails that they could send out, and uh, definitely I was getting. You should have seen the responses I was getting. It's like man, you know, in, in three hours I got nine hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? And uh, in yeah, the eight time, you know, I got I got eighteen hundred just in that. So it kind of, it helped out, you know, quite a few of the barbershop owners, um, quite a the bar, uh, quite a few of the barbers there, that they were able to, you know, sustain, um, maintain, be able to get some. And I told them, you know, treat this as a business expense. So all this money that's coming in, you know, don't put it on anything personal. Put this on your business stuff, so you'll be able to, uh, you know, yeah. survive the times until you know we get the get the okay to open back up. And um, yeah, I just exactly. Just, Quite a few just uh, barbers that responded and just thanked me and you know appreciated me for um, sharing that with them and you know helping them to uh, you know formulate emails and that sort and get that out there so that helped out a whole lot um, for you know quite a few of the guys that you know definitely uh, you know kind of dropped their pride a little bit and you know took advantage of that. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now I've got a question. Now with that on the back end, now that we back, now that we're back open, have have a lot of individuals redeem their gift cards or are you finding that they came back for services and they're just paying as normal? How what's what do you have maybe like a percentage of the individuals that are utilizing the gift cards or that are just coming back and we know you haven't been working in a while so I'm gonna pay you in the manner I used to pay you and I can use this gift card at a later time. Yeah, so um, majority, I'm gonna say the majority of them, you know, when they came back in, um, pretty much were redeeming, were redeeming the gift cards. Um, and I'm gonna say there was a few, because I've had quite a few that, you know, they was like, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> nah, you know, keep that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, just keep that. We still gonna come in. We gonna mm-hmm. pay what I normally pay. Um, do what I do. You know, that was just, you know, uh, just a, you know, sign of gratitude. You know, as far as what you've done, you know, for me for all over, you know, these years and. Uh, things of that sort. So um, I'm going to say the majority okay. of them, probably about 80, 85% were redeeming, but, you know, you did have that uh, that, that percentage that, you know, they was like, you know, hey, <laughs> go ahead and keep that. You know, that was that was to get you through. So, you know, we got clients out here. You know, I had one of my okay. barber brothers and I used to cut with that he, uh, every, his clients, when he was closed, every week 
the client was still sending like he was getting a haircut, even though he wasn't getting a cut. He was sending them um, uh, via cash app what he would normally pay um, during his weekly uh, visits just to, you know, keep them sustained and stuff yeah. like that. So I've seen quite a few barbers that were receiving, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, those type of, uh, you know, services and, uh, you know, donations from uh, from clients of the sort, too. So, like I said, man, the industry that we're in, you know, it's, it's a lot of love. It really makes you feel, um, you know, uh, uh, special. It makes you feel like you, um, you know, you definitely mean something to somebody the way these clients, uh, you know, will take care of you and, you know, just the, uh, you know, the value that they, that they put into you. So we're in one of those yep. industries, man. And I had a I had a barber, old school barber, older barber. He always tell me, he said, we're in probably one of the, you know, fewer industries. We're one of the fewer people that people seek us out. They search us out to give us money. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You well, know, they'll pass no, up, up 25 just to do yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, time, I, I tell people that, that all the time. I, I, I said, yeah. what industry can you be in where you sit in a building and people bring you money? Bring you money. Yeah, I'm bringing you money. <laughs> they want to give you so, money. Yeah. Like, hey, yo, this, I, this. <laughs> hey, yo, I appreciate y'all. Look, hey, the hour's gone, man. It's 10 o'clock. It's an hour show. But if you've been in the barber zone with me before, you know, after 10 o'clock, this is overtime. You know, the barber pulls off, and we in overtime, y'all. So you're in the barber zone with your man, Severe's moment right here. And we're talking about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affected our hair industry. I've got three individuals on the phone, the sister, Davida Berry, brother John Hall, and the brother Eric Cheeks. And we've been talking about how the, how the pandemic has affected our industry in our own specific way. So um, we're going to take a few more minutes and and hear from each individual one more time before we get off the air, y'all. And as always, like, all over these years, like, I'm I'm, I'm just getting to meet and, 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 you know, interact with John Hall a little bit. You know, it's been nice, you know, interacting and, and, and chopping it up with the brother, picking his brain and sharing stuff. But, you know, the Clipper Cut Queen and my man E Cheeks, y'all. This is this is over ten years of love right here. So, you know, I appreciate y'all, y'all. We we've been coming up through this industry and growing and growing and planting seeds and, you know, seeing the harvest from our seeds that we've been planting. So, y'all, I just thank y'all for uh still rocking with your boy after all these years. So, um before we get off here the pandemic has, has has really shifted the way we operate in you know, in our industry, you know, with uh, the plastic barriers and, 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 and the mask and the gloves and all of the precautions and things that we take. Um, if each one of y'all would, would, would take a minute and, y'all, is this the new normal? What do you see for the future of the barber and beauty industry. And so we go let the queen, you know, go first. So Clipper Cut Queen, what do you see the future of of the hair industry? Are 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 we gonna be able to go back to just for example, the Bronner Brothers shows? Are we gonna be able to have premiere shows? Are we gonna be able to have exotic hair battles? Are you know, what's it gonna look like? Well, um, that's a great question. Uh, 
I believe that we will be able to have these things restored. However, I believe that there's going to be some adjustments, just like with the face masks, wearing the face masks, wearing the shields or whatever the case may be. I believe that in itself is going to be a new normal for for some period of unforeseen time. Um, I would like to comment, make a brief comment on what John spoke about uh, as far as the uh, people coming to seek us out. As that, yeah. and that okay. result, you know, as that, as that happened, my clientele has increased simply because of the professionalism that that people um recognize me for even even without my knowing you know uh people trust those who they feel comfortable with and people will seek me out people that I haven't uh dealt with people that I know were uh going to other barbers they wanted to come to me because they felt safe they felt that they would be safe with me they felt like they, they could come mm. in and not uh, walk away with COVID. And um, and that in itself has increased my revenue just because of the professionalism, you know. And so I encourage every barber to not, to not be um, resentful for the changes because, quite frankly, we should have been wearing gloves anyway, you know. Um, mm-hmm. The masks uh, take a little, take a little getting used to, but we, you know, it's necessary. Because quite frankly, <laughs> when you think about it, everybody's on high alert. Like, do you really want people all in your face talking? You know, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, so I think that that in itself really helped. Um, and that that was that was a great thing, and back to the shows and things like that. Of course, I believe that we would still be able to have shows because we can walk around with our face masks. Our face masks are are now are now part of a fashion statement. We <laughs> we have all these fancy face masks. Uh, they match our outfits. Branding and all they that have good our stuff. Political views on it, all kinds of stuff. All our brands yes. and stuff on it. Listen, that. It it's only going it's only going to add a little more flair to to the whole <laughs> <laughs> vanity of it all. Because now, yeah. not only do you know yes. who I am, you can see who I am on my face. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Because you know, like I said before, we are in a vanity industry, and barbers yeah. stylists are some of the vainest. So. <laughs> Let me tell uh, you, when you said that, okay. that 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 remark, just quickly, I'm sorry, that remark you made, I saved it in my um in my motivational quote, and I just posted it on my Facebook and my Instagram. You know, <laughs> as you said about vanity and how how we need to back off from the vanity and focus on the humanity. I thought that was such a powerful statement, my brother. Bless you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that but that's what it is. 
we are in a vanity industry. The more vain the person is, the more money we make. And a lot of times we get caught up in the vanity and forget the, about the humanity. We get caught up with the money and forget about the people. Mm-hmm. A lot of that happens. That happens a lot of times. And like talking to the old people, you know, they've been saying, God is talking. God is talking to us right now. That's why we're in this pandemic. So, but that's a whole other situation. But yeah, we got to We, we got to get back with to, it's to the humanity, y'all. Humanity. But hey, John, bless I had to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's up, the Queen said, "What's up, cheeks?" But brother John, what do you see? What do you see the future of, of the hair industry? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, yeah. As far as um, first, with what uh, Cliff Green was saying, that as far as with the mask and things like that, you know, talking to my client when we first opened up, and uh, you know, you always hear like the new norm, the new norm. He said, "There's no such thing as a, a really a normal. He's just what you're used to." And if you remember, um, as far as earlier <laughs> this year, if you seen anybody with a, with a mask on, you're looking at them like they crazy. You know, what I'm saying like that. That joke must be sick. But now, if we look at somebody and they don't have a mask mm-hmm. on, we're looking at them like they're crazy. <laughs> like, where your mask at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so um, that's what, that's <laughs> that. what I see right now, as far as with, this, with, with, the, um, with how things have kind of transitioned now from um, pretty much from, they're saying it's, it's going from brick and mortar to click and order. Um, our, our, our industry, I don't think we can go virtual as far as with the haircut team. Everything else that you're going yeah. to see as far as with these shows and stuff like that, you're going to see them, um, you know, going virtual. And uh, now um, I think these promoters and these people that put on these shows are going to see that their, uh, the revenue from that is going to be much more, and they're going to be, they're going to be doing that more because now they're going to have access to people that at one time weren't able to get to the show um, as far as travel arrangements or whatever the case may be now. All they got to do is just, you know, turn on their computer, turn on their laptop, and get on their iPhone, you know, that um, get on that uh, that tablet, and be able to be in the show. Man, it's gonna mm-hmm. watch watch how you're gonna see a big increase with with that going on there, and um, they're gonna see that it's uh, uh, um, more lucrative uh, being able to do it that way because you reach a broader audience um, uh, that way. So I think I, you're gonna see the uh, industry definitely with these shows and things gonna start transitioning more. Um, towards that, then you're going to see if people as far as you know the Cooper Queen and uh, you know Cheeks, you're going to they're going to get a broader exposure too because now you know more barbers and more people are going to be able to uh, know who they are because they're going to see their face more because now you know they're able just to you know click on the computer, you know click on you know um, as far as you know purchasing a little ticket you know going to the show, um, you know online and be able to see them and um, and you know just get the exposure with them. So it's gonna be it's gonna be if you watch it. <laughs> Next couple of months, it's going to be going down. I'm trying to tell you, it's going to be online, and this thing is going to be crazy. Hey, hey, that that's a great one, and but that's a good point. They're able to reach because you know mm-hmm. uh, my man Cheeks been been, been Instagramming it a whole bunch. I'm seeing they you know Cheeks on it, and, and you're right. You're able to reach more individuals by the click of a button. Than by showing up at a show, so that's a that's a good point right there on the brother. All right, brother Cheeks, 
What do you see the future of the barber industry, man, and the hair industry before we get up out of here for the evening? Cheeks. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear you now. Yeah, here we got you. Okay, yes, sir. I, was, yes, sir. I was trying to speak. I was trying to speak to Davida, man. I don't know if my button was off or on, but what's up, Davida? How you doing? What's Steve? happening? Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. And uh, salute to uh, the brother John. I don't think we've ever met. Um, uh, but uh, we met. You. It is we John, met. Correct? We met. You've been up here. We met before. Oh, okay. Bet, 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 bet. Okay. Bet. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. But um, yeah, man. Um, I, I see in the future, man. I, I see things getting back to the old normal, or at least very, very close to it. And the reason I say that is because. Um, it's it, it I'm sure you've heard me say this before. Um, principles don't change, situations do, and I'm um, I believe that's a, a true principle you can stand on. And in 1918, that Spanish flu pandemic, man, like you know, they got pictures of people in the barbershop. The barbershop's going outside. The people got on masks, and you know, the people were instructed to wear masks and you know, social distance and all of that. And um, they bounced back, I believe, after two years. Man, it does seem like this generation of individuals is a lot more hard-headed <laughs> um, and doing a whole lot more. <laughs> but um, I, I think there will be an end to this as far as all of the restrictions that we have because the more we learn about the actual virus, the better we are able to cope and maneuver and navigate. And so I feel like that we will get get back to um, a or at least close to a normal that we were used to. Um, so uh, I think the shows are going to jump because the people are so tired of being in the house. So once they get it, uh, one of you guys said it earlier, you know, like uh, Davida was saying it, like, you know, hey, put your mask on, you know, uh, get your social distance on, and let's go to the show. You know, concerts have came back. You know, they figured out a way to have concerts. Um so I think it's going to jump, man. I think it's going to jump, but I, but, I, but I don't want to rush it, though. And I think rushing it, I think it kind of puts us in danger if we rush it. But I think we're going to get back right. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, uh, hey, bro, man, like, man, I lost a cousin, like, I lost a cousin Sunday night to COVID. You know what I mean? And I had, I, it's like three more that's sick back home. And see, back home in a small town, the people don't take it serious. The mindset, they don't take it serious. They like, oh, it's nothing. Like, they were still congregating without masking and drinking and sitting in the tree like it's nothing. But the very hangout spot where my people hang out at, that's where the cluster started. And I went over to Disney, hmm. bro, and I had on my mask. And one of my cousins said, man, what you doing here? What you doing with that mask on, man? Take that mask on. I thought, man, COVID-19. He's like, man, you know, I ain't worried about no COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. Very same house. Now we're going to have to bury her this weekend, you know. So, like, that thing, people got to tighten up, man, and just follow the rules, and we can get back faster. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Right. So, yeah. But you guys, I, I, I thank y'all for spending this time in the barber zone with your man Chavez. Like, yeah, so, like I say, it's not going to be like this forever. Like the Spanish flu, they got no. through it, and the barber industry, you know, thrives from there. But it's, it's, it's when we get back to the quote-unquote normal, 
people are going to be stronger. We're going to be more organized. We're going to have more unity. We're going to have more visibility. And points are you guys are made. That's going to be part of our new daily routine. You know, the mask and gloves and things like that. Um, the, the, the increase in, in virtual education, the increase in, 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 in the attendance in shows once they get back because people are ready to get out. People are ready to see each other and interact with each other. So it's going to be increased with that because with the increase in the virtual presence, now people, more people are going to want to see the individuals that they've been watching virtually face-to-face. So when they had that opportunity, it's just going to be crazy. So, um, all right. But it all depends on us, like you say, wearing a mask and washing the hands and social distancing and all of that. Yeah. And then once, and once the medical community is able to get a vaccine like we have for every other strain of the flu or um, – um, coronavirus that we had because this is not the first coronavirus we've dealt with. It's on the Lysol bottle, y'all. We've been dealing with it for years. But right. It's just a strain that we weren't ready for. So once they get the vaccine and everything, it'll be under control. And then we'll start to be able to live our lives in the way that we were used to. But now with some adjustments that are now our normal. So, um, but you guys, I thank y'all, thank y'all for taking your time and uh, stepping into the barber zone with your man, Severe, tonight. Um, We're going to get off here with y'all. I had a great time, and, and hopefully you share it, share this show, and we can have more dialogues about the co- co- cohesiveness of our industry and how we can be better for us, for our shops, and our community. So, y'all, um Next week, I don't know what the show going to be, but I'll, I'll send out the alerts, you know. Make sure you go to blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone or barberzoneradio.com. Become a friend or a follower of the show so when the shows come out, you'll get the alert and you'll know. So you can come express yourself and, and have some fun in the barberzone with your man Chavez. So, y'all, until next time, hey, be a blessing. Don't be a burden. Hey. Davida, less yes. humanity, more humanity. So I yes. thank y'all until next week. Y'all have a great one. Peace and blessings. Hey, and we're out of here. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>